0: My name is Olivia Abrams, and welcome to my podcast, People Doing Things. This is a spotlight for young entrepreneurs to tell their stories. Tune in to celebrate the importance of young creative minds alike. Today, we are sitting down with Hamish Stevenson, photographer and co-founder of Gaffer magazine. Hamish founded Gaffer back in 2019 in order to bridge the gap between sports, fashion, music, and culture. The UK based magazine tells the stories of triumph and failure on and off the pitch, the stage, the runway, and the Olympic arena. Hamish was recently named one of the most influential people under 25 by the London Evening Standard. Let's find out why. And we're live. Woo! Let's go. Hamish, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: You are so welcome. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: So for those listening, Hamish and I are not strangers. Um, the first memory I have of you, Hamish, is when you tore my brother's <sighs> hamstring playing rugby. Um, how old were you guys?
1: Uh, probably
0: 12, 13? Yeah. Yeah, years ago. probably.
1: Yep, that's a great first memory. It is a great first what a, memory. What an introduction.
0: But my second memory is I was walking back from the playground and I must have been in 4th grade so you were in 8th grade and you had a camera yeah. around your neck and you were most likely in a photography class at the time. And yes. I've loved watching you grow and achieve so much in your craft and I'm so excited to Thank be you. to be chatting with you today. Thank you. It's
1: uh, it's an honor to be on the podcast, and I'm super excited for you as well. Thank and you. And the fact that you've obviously ventured into this space is really exciting. So, congratulations, and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to to this session.
0: For those who do not know you, um, tell me a yep. little bit about yourself.
1: Wow. Okay, where to begin? So, I guess in my current uh, in my current form that's a weird word to use to describe oneself but in my current form i guess ultimately i'm a creative director and co-founder of uh, a, a business um which is predominantly a creative agency called Force nine and we have a media platform slash brand, which is called Gaffer, um, which very much bridges the gap between football, music, fashion, and culture. Uh, my background for about seven years was as a photographer and director. Basically, I, yeah, out of high school, I was very committed to what I was doing, so I didn't feel that I wanted to go to university. I just wanted to keep keep focused on on the work that I was doing. So working as a photographer and director, I was doing a lot with various different fashion brands, building a really strong network, building a really strong portfolio, um, over time started doing stuff with some really high end fashion, luxury brands such as a cold wars Did stuff with Montclair. I did stuff with Tom Brown at a fashion show once, and then got very much into the music world as well. And was directing a lot of music videos in London and LA people like AJ Tracy in the UK and notes. And I did a music video for Bryson Tiller in LA and various other artists. Um, and then I'm dragging on with the story here, but, um, and then I very much found myself in the sports space. So very much, uh, started through the, the agency that I was assigned to as a photographer, they got me doing a lot of sports work for like Savalidas and Nike, um, and shooting various campaigns in that space. And it was there where I sort of really saw an opportunity within the sports landscape and within the sports world because we were doing these photo shoots and and I was shooting the likes of Lionel Messi and Luis Suarez and Karim Benzema and Gareth Bale and Marcelo and all these iconic football players that growing up I was absolutely obsessed with and you know it was a dream come true actually having them you know pose in front of a camera for me and do what I say it was unbelievable but I've felt within the sports world there was very much this um, this fe- this negative feeling and this negative atmosphere and environment between the football players and the brands and the football clubs themselves and this whole kind of dynamic was very misaligned it was all over the place um, which i felt was a real shame because It was at a time about three or four years ago where a lot of football players were beginning to express themselves a lot more on social media and in through various media outlets and and have a lot a lot stronger voice and a lot more prominent voice within culture um so it was at this time where there was this real you know energy blossoming within with young football players and and young athletes um and i was sort of working with these athletes and they hated being involved in the photo shoot they, they couldn't be bothered to be there they didn't want to be asked questions they just wanted to get on with what they were doing and it was like why does it need to be that way you know because i know that these football players that's not who they are or what they're about and if you put them in an environment where they feel relaxed and they feel like they can be themselves then they're going to enjoy being there um so basically at that point I sort of drifted away from being a photographer, teamed up with my now business partner, who's a guy called Jordan Wise. He'd worked within football for many years, predominantly as an agent and doing a lot of commercial deals for football clubs. Um, He felt the same kind of thing, but on the other side of, the equation so from his relationships with football players he felt there was a lot of opportunity with those players So, when i say football players i mean soccer players as well i know a lot of your audience is american so just to clarify we're not talking about american footballers we're talking about soccer players um but he felt that a lot of the, the soccer players or footballers that he was working with um really wanted to you know do really do cool photo shoots and do interviews and connect with musicians and and basically just be involved in culture in the real world and not be sort of shut off in a bubble, which was the case for many years and within the, the football space. Um, so basically we came together and our, our kind of vision was let's really disrupt this this football landscape. You know, let's create a media platform um, which bridges the gap between football, music, fashion and culture. Let's really push our message, push our vision, really, you know, push things forward. At the beginning, we were were sort of, you know, as a disruptor within the space, we we were getting some backlash and, you know, we were ultimately at the beginning, we were, you know, we we were doing things like putting footballers in really high fashion clothing and a lot of people weren't ready for that. Also, a lot of brands that obviously these players were signed to weren't ready to face reality. So we had like some Nike and Adidas and Puma who were paying all this money to football players coming at us like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like... You know we we paid this athlete to wear our clothing and all of a sudden you've got him in fendi or prado or gucci what the, what are you doing you know um so it was a it was very much we were kind of early in that space in terms of trying to really disrupt that landscape and push things forward um and and yeah ultimately i mean i'm giving you the whole the whole story now but but ultimately we've just continued to do that for for the past three or four years and, and really built out what gaffer is from a a digital perspective we've done stuff in print we're now venturing into doing product collaborations and got various different kind of exciting new ventures on the horizon um and that's my story and that's who i am i guess
0: so you talk about challenging this this landscape what do you specifically do as a creator and, and a photographer when you have these athletes in your space and they don't necessarily have the best attitude towards what you're doing how do you kind of create this culture of positivity and get them excited about the work that you're doing.
1: It's um, yeah. I mean, it's definitely a challenge. It's always been a challenge. And I think even though now, you know how it used to be when I was working as a photographer for brands and working with these athletes, it was, there wasn't, that much that I could do on a personal level because I was coming into these a lot of, a lot of these equations or a lot of these situations and I, I hadn't been in contact with the player or I hadn't been dealing with the club or I hadn't been dealing with the agent. So I could just do my best in terms of trying to create a good energy, trying to create a good atmosphere and and get the photos. But in terms of the kind of the way that we've developed and our sort of vision, is it's just very much been about involving the individual and the athlete or the talent in the process from the beginning. So as soon as we connect with the athlete, whether it be, I mean, tons of of athletes that we've shot have either literally just messaged us on Instagram and said, yo, I want to do a shoot or I want to be featured or, or sometimes obviously we'll reach out to them directly. Um, but, but basically involving them in that, in that process from the beginning. So, you know, having that initial phone call with them or their representatives, understanding a little bit about who they are, what they represent, what their background is, what kind of stories or narratives that they want to project, that they want to talk about. Then we take that and we build that out into what we always do for any shoot or any production or any project that we're working on. We build that out into a creative deck, which outlines our vision for, You know what we're going to do from a photographic perspective what the narrative and the overarching direction of the the piece or the project is going to be what the video content is going to be about what it's going to look like etc etc take that we present that to the player to them directly and say look this is what we want to do this is our vision whatever the project is we're always involving them in the start developing that that creative with them so that they feel like they're really embraced well not really embraced really involved in the process um and then ultimately, when it comes to actually the shoot and the production of that content, you know, they're excited to be there. They want to come down they' They're like, yes, this is what I'm about. This is the, this is me. I want to do this. I want to create this content that I can share and I can post on my platforms and I can shout about. Um, and then obviously on the day, a big part of it is just, you know, creating the having the right people there on set creating the right environment, whether it just be through music, whether it be through the studio, having the right catering, all these little things obviously play a a small role, but but collectively come together to ensure that everything, you know, works. Um, The the key indicators that we always go by for, you know, has the content that we've made been successful is does the talent want to share it and repost it on their platforms? Um, And when I was, when I was working as a photographer with all these brands, you know, 99% of the time this content was all the brand cared about was the content for their platforms, not thinking about the content for the talent and their platforms. Um, but they were missing out, you know, and, and, and what we've created is this, this ability, I guess, to, to create really amazing content that the athlete and the talent loves, um, and they always share it. And I think anytime the talent doesn't share the shoot that we've done or the content that we've created with them. We're, we're like, okay, that was a failure, you know, cool. Obviously sometimes you always have failures for the most part. We've had success in that, in that department, in terms of pretty much I'd say 90%, 95% of all of the content that we've ever made has always been shared by the individual that is, that we're creating that content with. Um, but it's just, it's such a, you know, it's such a simple indicator as to whether the content you've made is going to resonate with, with the consumer with the audience with the the talent themselves um to create content that they want to push and to get it out to their audience should always be at the forefront of one's one's mind really
0: so you mentioned that a lot of people will a lot of athletes will reach out to you to be featured but when you're seeking out people to be featured is this based on their performance or their influence or is it a mixture of the two
1: yeah, I think when when we're reaching out, it's it's always about finding the the story and and finding a narrative that is going to be something that we can sort of uncover and and bring to the fore that hasn't been revealed as such or, or you know other platforms haven't picked up on or spoken about or projected. Um, so for us, it's just about you know, finding those individuals that have a really powerful narrative and a really powerful story to tell. Um, and, and that's kind of who we lean towards. I mean, you know, we, I think in terms of the the, the sort of profiles that we're looking for, we are always more leaning towards, you know, individuals who have, have a considerable profile already. I think in the beginning we were more accustomed or leaning more towards finding a really powerful narrative that we can build out, um, and oftentimes, as I said, a narrative that it hasn't been uncovered per se, um, you know, giving a platform to to younger voices that perhaps still have a big audience. But again, they haven't really had the chance to express themselves yet or haven't had the chance to talk about, about their story and their journey through means of an interview or feature. Um, and, then, and then I would say we are now sort of leaning towards trying to, to always shoot with relatively high-profile names because, you know, we, we've done a lot with uh, younger players or emerging talent um, over the years, and I think as we've grown as a platform, it makes sense for us to to now be trying to shoot a lot more high-profile names, and, and I think for us, it's a little bit more exciting when, you know, we're shooting someone who has a massive, massive audience. Um, whether that whether that be a global audience or a specific an audience specific to one market, but doing something with those international superstars that is really disruptive and and people see and are like, "Whoa, like I did not expect that and the way that he dressed or the thing that he spoke about or you know whatever that might be is a new fresh perspective on that individual that that people hadn't seen before so A good relevant example is, you know, we did this really simple piece of content with uh, Christian Pulisic, um, the US men's national team player in London, because he'd signed with Puma and we were actually creating the the campaign for Puma as as an agency project that we were working on, but they wanted us to do something that would go out through Gaffer as well. And we did this really simple passcode YouTube video, um, which just dug into his kind of personality. Through the means of asking him questions about his phone and you know his last the last photo on his phone his, the the who speaks the who talks the most in the Chelsea FC or the US men's national team WhatsApp groups and just asking those oh, yeah. kind of questions and there were some things that came out that were hilarious and people had never heard before and he showed a side of his personality that I don't think people knew existed um, and for us again it's that's that's a sign of great success is seeing all of that engagement and, and um you know comments and whatever from from the audience saying that was hilarious who would have who'd have thought that you know Olivier Giroud sends voice notes all the time and who'd have thought that you know his favorite tv show was x y and z or who'd have thought his initiation song was a uh, party in the USA. So, you know, all these fun little bits about him and who he is. That we were able to, them. Bring to the fore. Exactly. A human, humanizing them. And I think that's, that's a, a, you've touched on a very big word for us, humanizing the athlete. Um, and it's really important in, in everything that we do, for sure.
0: So, back to you. You <laughs> were obviously raised in London, but you attended the American school in London, which is how we know each other. So how has this experience shaped your outlook on the world of sports?
1: That is a very good question. Um, and it's actually something that we refer to quite a lot in a lot of meetings or conversations that we're having, Jordan Jordan, and myself, um, because I think a lot of what we've done as a, as a platform has very much been inspired by what we see in North America um, and what the American landscape looks like in terms of that crossover between sports and entertainment. Um, and for us, I mean, obviously as you, as you touched on, I went to, to the American school in London, grew up around kids like your brother or various other friends of mine who were just obsessed with the NFL, NBA, MLB, Uh, NHL is that the hockey one Mm -hmm. yeah um all those sports (laughs) right see um and it was very easy to to see how much those athletes that were involved in all those sports were connecting or collaborating with the music world or the fashion world um in the UK what we were seeing was like there was that that connect connection and that crossover just didn't exist for me it was like that has to that has to happen in the uk there has to be more of that that uh that crossover so very much the having that american education naturally watching american sports naturally being very interested in american culture traveling to the u.s a lot has definitely had a massive impact on the way that i look at the world or the way that i look at entertainment and sports
0: so we've touched on fashion but Music. Drake is known for being a sports fanatic where he consistently raps about athletes and his songs. And he once said, Quote, I swear sports and music are so synonymous because we want to be them and they want to be us. So how do you play into this with each gaffer issue and just the cross intersection between <sighs> sports and music?
1: Yeah, I I've, I've never actually heard that Drake quote, but it's so so true and i actually have the first issue of gaffer sat right next to me it says over here in the uk rappers want to be footballers and footballers want to be rappers it's as simple as that you know these two worlds they naturally all these people that are involved in music they wanted to be involved in in football all these people that are involved in football they wanted to be involved in music and i remember when we launched this issue we did uh, a party at uh tramp london and it was the first time for a load of these musicians for them to meet their hero right. a uh, footballer or the same in reverse. So for a lot of these footballers to meet this musician, artist, they might have spoken to on DM, but they'd never met them and they loved their music. So, and they, you know, they had the best time chatting with each other, connecting, and it's like, they'd never really been in a space where they felt comfortable. Connecting and talking with each other, um, but there and you know they're finally with this this space and this atmosphere for them to connect. So it is, yeah, it's a, it's music and sport. It, it goes hand in hand ultimately.
0: Talk to me a little bit about Gaffer and its origins and why you chose that name and I guess its significance to you and the brand.
1: Yes, so Gaffer as a name. Um, we actually, fun fact, we started out originally as a, we were called Voco sport, so V-O-C-O sport. Um, but that was when we were, we were more predominantly creating. So before we actually launched the gaffer concept, we were creating a lot of video content together and me and my business partner, um, and we we're making kind of short documentaries with football players and, um, you know, sort of testing the waters ultimately. The, the conclusion was that video content was too expensive to produce on a consistent enough basis, which is why we shifted into to wanting to do a print magazine. For, for those who don't know, the word gaffer within British lingo means football manager. So it is the manager of a football team. Um, but then it also within the context of like film and photography and TV and production world a gaffer is also someone who obviously works on the lighting so there's a there's a link obviously as a platform that was going to be making content having that link to a film lighting gaffer and then obviously the football manager as in the gaffer of a football team it felt right at the time and um, and obviously it had those meanings and, and for various reasons we liked it
0: so when we spoke a few weeks ago, you mentioned that you had just started getting into podcasts, more specifically football-related. Um, and you also mentioned that Gaffer does a lot of YouTube videos. Could you ever see Gaffer adopting a podcast medium, and what could you see that looking like?
1: Very good question. Uh, 100% could see us doing something within the podcast space. Um mm-hmm yeah I think I think for me personally, I've always kind of pushed podcasts or been a bit uh yeah skeptical and ignorant about podcasts. I'm like, oh, what are they like because I'm such a visual person right. like I'm such a visual I was always a visual learner and then obviously in everything that I do, it's been very, very visual focused. Um, so for me, the idea of just listening to someone, you know, I never really liked reading books. I always wanted to watch films. so the idea of listening to a podcast rather than just watching something on YouTube, it was always a bit like, why, you know? But then, as you said, very rightly, I was I started getting into listening to, to, to podcasts about a month ago, and I think it was the the Peter Crouch podcast I'd heard about for many years, which is a BBC Radio 5 Live sport podcast in the UK um, with a footballer who is a funny, funny guy. Um, and yeah, like 100%, I think that, I mean... You know we spoke about it when we had that initial chat but it's such an evolving space and there's so much opportunity within the podcast world um that i 100 percent could see us having a gaffer podcast um but yeah i think i think look naturally at the right time it's going to 100 percent be something that that we we get into um i think you know it may be like various other podcasts may have a presence on YouTube as well as having a pro- presence on, on podcasting platforms, but ultimately it, would, it, it will be a podcast, so I'm sure we will get into the, the space, no doubt.
0: So yeah. you've shot for brands like Oakley, Nike, Harvey Nichols, Under Armour, Converse, for people like Rich the Kid, ASAP Rocky, and for teams like Real Madrid, Arsenal, and FC Barcelona. What has been your favorite shoot and why?
1: Wow. It's a very, very big question. Um, You know what? Probably, it's a little bit random, but when we were... When I was about... Probably probably 18 or 19, maybe 19, to be more realistic. um, There was this charity that approached me called One for the Boys, um, which was a men's cancer charity. They had Samuel Jackson as one of the right. lead lead ambassadors and i was like i
0: saw that portrait you took I was like, of him
1: yeah i was like it was like is this real like you actually have samuel jackson as one of your ambassadors I, i'd give i'd never heard of this charity that's why i was so skeptical but anyway they they contacted me wanted to make this video and i think solely because of the freedom that i had doing the project and simply because it was I was eighteen, nineteen, directing Samuel Jackson, which was absolutely surreal. Um, I was that—that's got to go down probably as my favourite shoot of all time. Samuel walked in to the room; he just arrived, and his energy and his presence was mm-hmm. just ridiculous um and we were asking him basically part of the concept of the video was for him to, to dance however he kind of felt was an authentic expression of himself and he put on found it okay the, do you remember nene
0: now watch me whip.
1: now watch me wear watch me <laughs> nene that song of course <laughs> so basically we were like we were like he samuel comes into the room samuel jackson we're all like whoa what the what the f is going on And, uh, and he, he's, I'm like, okay, what's, so what song, like, you know, your brief is going to be, you've got to dance, just do what you want. And then, and then after that, we're going to do some, some more stage stuff. Um, and he was like, yeah, put on, watch me whip, watch me. Shut up. I swear. That's so good.
0: Out of all songs.
1: Yeah. Out of all songs that he could have chosen. I guess it was really It was timely. It was timely. Very timely. So yeah. So that's probably my favorite memory from any shoot that I've ever done. And I've done a lot. So
0: who is your dream client or team or brand to work with?
1: I'd probably say the dream client was, was probably in a way like when we got into this, this sports space and started collaborating with brands within the sports world, I felt that football clubs were very, inaccessible um so it was kind of my aspiration was very much like i want to be doing work directly for these football clubs because if we can do work directly for these football clubs and they want to do things the way that we see things then you know we've we've made it because these are billion dollar organizations that are at the forefront of the the sports industry and the football industry globally Mm -hmm. so probably working for football clubs has been like one of the biggest dreams in terms of like a dream client. Um, I think the reality of it is the football clubs are still quite old fashioned and their ways are a little bit dated
0: Mm -hmm.
1: um, and they're not pushing things forward as much as they probably should be. Um, And I mean, you look at football clubs in in the global landscape of, of sport and you look at you know, Paris Saint Germain (PSG) who have really sort of upped the stakes in terms of what you can do as a football club. So there's a there's a lot of other football clubs, especially in the UK, the Arsenal, Man United, Chelsea, Man City, that and, and Liverpool and various others that have a long way to go in terms of really utilising their brand to the mm-hmm. best of its capacity. Um, and it's just gonna it's just gonna be a matter of time. But I think for me it was definitely a dream because I felt if they acknowledge what we're doing and what we're about, then, you know, we've, that's that's a good marker of success in a way in terms of us really achieving um, totally our goals and then our ambitions and what we set out to do. So
0: what's next for Gaffer? What can, what can your viewers expect?
1: Very good question. Um, we are, Working on a new sort of, I guess you'd call it vertical within what we're doing, um, which will be revealed soon um, within the coming months and should be should kind of set us uh on a a kind of new an exciting new journey in in one space um it's not tiktok it's more it's a bit bigger than tiktok um but that yeah that vertical is we're building out as we speak so that will be revealed within the coming months um but then in terms of what we're we're doing at the moment we're very much pushing um you know we want to be doing a lot more within the youtube space and video space i think for us that's like our our key key focus at the moment is really building out our youtube audience um it's probably where we feel we have the strongest natural engagement and the strongest kind of really cult following um and also naturally where we want to progress in terms of doing more video content, doing longer form video content in terms of documentaries that may be available via Gaffer or maybe branded as a Gaffer film and distributed elsewhere. But the video film space and entertainment videos and all of that fun jazz is our real kind of core focus. So expect to see a lot more video series and longer form video content um, and just really you know, focusing in that area. We are also going to be doing a lot more sort of really exciting uh, product collaborations um so we just did a we just did a product collaboration with uh, hackney wick fc which is a grassroots football club um in, in hackney in london and they um that that went really well we dropped that exclusively via StockX. Uh, who we work really closely with. We've done another Jersey collaboration with a musician called J1. That's going to go on sale probably next month. And then there's a few others that we're developing at the moment, which are really exciting. So we're doing some really cool stuff in that product space as well, which is a very natural extension of everything else that we do as a media platform. Um, So yeah, those are kind of our core focuses.
0: I like to always end on this question because I think it's so important to acknowledge how far you've come. And I think that reflection is something that's really important to every individual. So if you could go back in time and give middle school or high school Hamish one piece of advice or some words of wisdom, what would those words be? It's a very good question.
1: You're, You're coming with them them powerful questions they live they are very powerful um okay so well first off i agree with you in terms of i do i do agree that it's very like important to to obviously reflect and acknowledge how much one's done and how much one has achieved um i think it sounds kind of silly but we were talking about this the other day probably the biggest advice that i'd give myself looking back would be learn a bit more about finance (laughs) and that's a very random point but we were joking about it Uh, i live with a friend of mine called paul who's uh very um sharp let's say with his finances um and we're joking about how the fact you know when you're in school they don't teach you about taxes they don't teach you about financial planning and saving and all the different ways that you can save or invest and all these different things. Um, and I was quite fortunate to after straight out of school be earning money. Um, and I was naturally quite quick to spend it a lot of the time and did not really think about what I was doing in many occasions in, in various different, um, yeah, very different situations. So that's a, that's probably on a personal level, the advice that I would give myself going back to high school Hamish is, you know, learn finances and, and some economics. Um, other than that, from a more sort of career perspective, it would just be, I mean, I, for me, I don't, I don't, necessarily, I, I don't necessarily have any regrets in a sense. So I don't feel like I needed any advice or that I would have done anything differently. But I think just, I mean, I always say it, but just, you know, staying humble, staying focused and just staying true to yourself for me is like always the biggest thing. Um, and not being afraid just to, to vocalize, you know, when you feel a certain way about something or or speak out about something or and, and, and make your, you know, let your voice be heard ultimately. Um, that's probably been the biggest learning curve for me in terms of, my career and, and the journey was, you know, initially I was very much sort of photographer and I was working with other people who were kind of leading the way and and shaping a lot of what I was creating. Um, but then the more I kind of found my own voice and the more I kind of found the things that were important to me or the areas that I wanted to explore, you know, that's where the birth of Gaffer really came from. Um, and yeah just just embracing that that inner voice and and being true to yourself and expressing you know finding a way to express and talk about the things that you want to talk about uh it's really important so that's definitely that's probably the the core piece of advice that I'd give to myself or anyone in that age
0: good advice
1: two pieces of advice i good guess good advice it was Very, funny
0: i was texting my mom before this and she just randomly goes whenever i picture hamish i picture him walking through the halls of asl with a long black coat yeah and i'm like that's, that was so me. that's how i picture him too
1: <laughs> yeah that was me i had uh i don't know what my obsession with long coats was you robbed but I had it, a, it was your i signature. had a collection yeah i had a collection of long coats and I? I had the the beige one i had the the i think i had a black one a navy blue one I had a I had a full Should collection back of back out long coats. bring them back out I think they some of them are still probably <laughs> in my wardrobe and they may be making an appearance this winter, so you you'll never know they may they may be brought back
0: well thank you so much Hamish no problem,
1: thank you for having me of
0: course i
1: it was great talking about life
0: so great talking about life
1: yeah thank you
0: thank it you a, it was a
1: pleasure. And I'm excited. I'm excited to see who you get on next and where this just journey goes. I'll be tuning in every time there's a new episode. Thank you. I
0: appreciate it.